What's up, Albuquerque? This week, we'll introduce you to someone you definitely recognize, but you probably don't know this side of this famous figure. And when they're able to come here and sit next to another parent and just break down for a second, out of gratitude or out of fear, you can't put words around that. Being able to give them that safe space to do that, it's amazing. Believe it or not, we're talking about Ronald McDonald, specifically about the Ronald McDonald House Charities of New Mexico, which takes care of needy families and children going through tough medical experiences. Experiences. Find out how the namesake of a hamburger clown provides comfort, care, and housing to families going through the stress of childhood illnesses, and learn the many ways you can help. It's this week's What's Up ABQ. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. And this is Ryan. And this is season two of What's Up, ABQ. And welcome back to What's Up, ABQ. I am Ryan. And I'm Lindsay. And today we have... Jessica Wright with Ronald McDonald House Charities in New Mexico. So tell us a little bit about Ronald McDonald House in New Mexico and when you started here, when you founded, when it was founded. Sure. So uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities in New Mexico was started here in 1982. Um, we're coming up on our 38th anniversary, the end of October. We are part of the global charity. Um, and that was started actually back in 1974, based in Philadelphia. So what exactly does a Ronald McDonald house do for all those people out there who have always wondered or they're not quite sure? What do you guys do? And they think they just got to come hang out with Ronald McDonald, who you guys can see waving at us over there. Uh, you yeah. like that? Yeah. All... Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> I awesome. Picture with him on the porch. Good. Yeah. You should. That's why he's there. <laughs> you know, quite simply, we exist to provide a home away from home for families that have sick or injured kiddos. So if you have someone that has an illness or an unexpected injury, um, the last thing you need to figure out is where you're going to sleep, how you're going to eat, how you're going to do your laundry. So we try and take care of all that. So all of your energy can go to your kiddo. So I was actually really amazed when we came in, we did a tour of the facility and I hate to use the word facility because it sounds so institutional, but it's more of a giant house. It's a house. It's a yeah. huge house. Capital um, H house. That's right. A huge capital H house. It's beautiful. Um, how many rooms do you have? How many families can you accommodate? And I know you're building a new facility. So we tell us a little are. bit about it's that. Exciting. So it is a house. It's very misleading. You know, as you guys saw, when you walk in, you don't expect it to just keep going and going. Uh, it has 30 guest rooms. Uh, it started at eight and it gradually increased a couple of times which is why it looks like it just kind of built and built but we have 30 rooms for our families plus we have a number of common areas uh, living room massive community kitchen dining room laundry area all of that outdoor playground all of that stuff then we're also opening our second house which is going to be across the street from Presbyterian downtown Albuquerque and it's inside the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott it's the first of its kind we have an entire floor of that property it's really cool. It's very bright and whimsical and carefree. And that's going to have an additional 20 rooms for families. So when it's all said and done, we can host 50 families a night. That's huge. And that's, you know, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but maybe in passing, but my, Ryan, my, my, my co-host here. And Hi. My, yeah, so it's, it's me. My, my co-host and also my sibling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was a Ronald McDonald house kid uh, in Seattle back yeah. in the 80s. And um, you, I mean, you can talk a little bit about that. I don't know that you remember it. We kind of talked about that before, I, but. I know that it happened. <laughs> right. And it's funny walking in here. Like, I feel like a biological reaction to something. I think, I don't know what it is, but like, I know this. Yeah. Is it Just, Ronald? 
It could be. Well, he is kind of, you know, waving at me. Yeah, like that great uncle you forgot you had. (laughs) And so it's it's funny, like something about all of this, the setup, the rooms, the feel, it's all like really, really familiar, but I can't tie a specific memory to it because I was two. So I don't know, you you remember more because you were a little more... Cognizant. Kind of cognizant. Being, being four or five I mean, and versus like two. Five, so. well, like, what do you remember? Because I don't remember you anything. Know, so so you were getting treatment up at Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center yeah. up in Seattle, and um, Ryan had leukemia. And so at the time, we were living in Portland, and my dad and I had to stay in Portland because he was working, and my mom and my brother went up to Seattle. And so um, mom had to go, and she needed a place to stay because yeah. the last thing you want to do when you're treating a child in another city is pay double rent when you're already paying medical bills. Um, and so Ronald McDonald House really helped us until mom was able to find like a like a small like I think it was like a studio apartment or something. But I mean, it was one of those things where she stayed for I think a month or so and just was able to kind of be there with you and not have to worry about trying to find a place to sleep every night, commute back and forth from Portland to Seattle. It's a three hour commute, so it's hard. Did it, did it have more than one story? Do you remember? I don't. Okay, because I, I have some really hazy memory. I don't have that many specific Okay, stories. I only, I can remember looking at being in a room and looking down at a, a um, like a like a playground. That's the apartment. Okay, so that's the apartment, I'm sorry. No, because I only have a couple memories from cancer. I've so. not been to that house, so I can do it. <laughs> yeah, some of them I have, but I've not been to that one. So how many states is our Ronald McDonald House is an active part of the community? Oh, we're in every state. Oh wow. Um, there's almost 400 houses worldwide. Wow. Yeah, it's a global organization. And that, I didn't know. I was always, I was thinking just the United States, so it's oh, all no, over the world. It's everywhere. And uh, it's fascinating. Actually, my very first day on the job, um, they have a global conference. It happens every three years. So that was my first day. It was a wonderful welcome awesome. party. What a great first um, day. <laughs> right? Right there in Chicago. And so I'm hanging out with people from Australia and India and you know, Mexico and Ireland and Canada and all that. I mean, it's just seeing everything that they're doing in all the countries. And it was fascinating, really mind blowing. What are some of the needs that you see firsthand when families come in here? What are the top needs that you see um, Ronald McDonald House meeting for them? It's a couple of things. So like you said, you don't want to have to pay double rent. You don't want to even have, forget the double rent. It's just finding a place. Yeah. You don't have to take the time to go look it up and find something. So first it's just to say, hey, we got you covered. You, you have a room, you have a attached bath, you have all of the linens, you have the food and the laundry, like that's there. So you don't even have to think about that. Oftentimes, especially if it's a case of an injury, People come, you know, because let's be honest, kids don't get hurt in the middle of the day when the doctor's offices are open. When it's convenient. When it's convenient. They may or may not get an illness over Labor Day weekend when nothing's open. Right. Thank you very much. Um, So, you know, you come with what's on your back. You don't have a toilet. You know, you don't have a toothbrush. Mm -hmm. You, You don't have a hairbrush. You don't have anything like that. So oftentimes we're doing that too. We're just providing the toiletries and stuff. Or they come from a different part of the state where the weather's very different. So they don't have sweatshirts or jackets or that type of a thing. Um, And then some of our families that, you know, we do end up having some that are here a little bit longer. We provide that camaraderie for them because they connect with the other families that are here. They're talking to the other parents. And so they share their joys and their sorrows and they celebrate holidays together. Um, You know, we, like I mentioned to you guys, we have our, you know, Santa Claus comes in and we do, um, you know, St. Patrick's Day stuff and different things like that. We do shopping for our families once a week where they can come in and go pick out clothes for their kiddos. And I mean, just everything. We really try and think of anything that we can so 
all they have to do is think about is their kid. You know, we've seen this on the podcast, but you know, also in, in real life, you know, at a Ronald McDonald house, the power of community. Oh, yeah. Because especially when you're going through something traumatic and sudden, having real people uh-huh. who can actually identify who are in it with you is such a huge deal. Oh, it's amazing. And I mean, you know, these parents are trying to be so strong. I'm sure you guys saw that too, right? Like they didn't want to see you. They didn't want you to see them worried or scared or anything like that. And so when they're able to come here and sit next to another parent and just break down for a second out of gratitude or out of fear, you know, that that's untangible. I mean, you, you can't put words around that, but being able to give them that safe space to do that. It's amazing. I think also that, like you were mentioning about community and giving them a safe space, you're giving them other people that are going through and can identify with those feelings when right. not a lot of people can. It's it's a very specific set of, of feelings that people come into these situations with, and it's probably very hard to deal with them when you're dealing with people outside that maybe don't understand what you're dealing with. Right. Like one of the, um, you know, we, we, we do a lot of data, of course. So one of the things we look at are the different ailments that, that bring a family here. So one of the highest things, of course, is premature births. To share the experience of a kiddo being in the NICU, because they're premature, I mean, that's, if you haven't gone down that road, you just don't know what it's like. And the ups and downs that change moment by moment. And for them to have each other there to sit and say, oh, I, you know, I, I saw this happening today. Or, you know, we all know the markers that go along that mean that there's improvement. They're like, oh, I, we saw that they were testing the car seat today. That's a really good sign that just, it's something that, you know, they aren't going to find elsewhere. Do you feel like there are certain things that New Mexicans need in terms of having a Ronald McDonald house in their community, specifically? Aside from green chili. I mean, I feel like that's the obvious, but let's go with the non-obvious. I mean, we all know that like green chili, I mean, is, in case you can't tell, I do have a bit ahead of cold and there is a bowl of green chili on my desk waiting for me right oh, now because yeah, that is what yeah. takes care of it, right? That's what yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. I feel like the doctor would just prescribe the alternating or alternation. I can't talk today. <laughs> alternating between red and green, like that, yeah, like right. just you that's just self-treatment. <laughs> Yeah, take two. You're good. Um, you know, one of the beautiful things, you guys know this, one of the beautiful things about New Mexico is we have such a diverse community and the cultures and the traditions and to be able to embrace that and to help all of those traditions be celebrated and acknowledged. Um, that's pretty cool. There's been times I come in here, you know, I mentioned the kitchen and the families each have their space in the fridge and they have space in the pantry where they can keep their staple items. And so you've had so many different types of food being made at the same time because it's what's their comfort food. And I don't think you necessarily get that at some of the other houses across the country or, you know, even around the world, quite frankly, because as New Mexicans, we're a blend of cultures yeah. and we embrace like Christmas it. Time, and I'm like, if there's not pasole in that kitchen right. at Christmas time, it's not Christmas. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it defines it. You know, we, we put luminarias out. Love it. I mean, that that's what you do. It's New Mexico. Come on. That's well, amazing. you know, and it, it's funny because there's so many little things that make a family and make a home. You were giving us a tour before we started recording, and you were saying that you, you even have volunteers come in and help measure out the uh, laundry detergent. Yeah. And, and so can you describe the headspace, that, that, what it's like for, for most people when they first come in? Like, what's, what's, what's it like? Well, and I was going to actually piggyback on that yeah. question. Can you describe sort of um, maybe a day in the life of somebody who's coming in for the first time? What can they expect? And like, what's the process like for them? Sure. So, I mean, the headspace normally is they're, they're probably overwhelmed. 
I mean, we get everything. So we, we do have um, our frequent flyers. So people that have ailments where they're getting treated routinely and they know that they need to come to town and they kind of know the drill. But let's talk about those that are coming for the first time, whether it's from a new ailment or an injury or whatever it may be. They're overwhelmed. They've just found out devastating news about their kiddo. So they're not taking in anything that we're saying to them. And you know what it's like if you're traveling and you go to use a foreign laundry, you know, washing machine and you're like, I don't, I don't know how this thing works. I just want my clothes clean. Right. And magnify that about every single little thing that you need to do. So they're just trying to navigate the overwhelming amount of doctors and advice and information and signatures and forms and all of that stuff and the beeping machines and right. So they're flustered and they're overwhelmed. And what we're trying to do is just say, Hey, like, let's, let's take some of that burden off of you. Let's try and help you with that a little bit. They normally, they get referred here by their social workers through the hospital. And so that helps a lot because this, the hospital can talk to them about, this is what you can expect there. This is how it's going to go. So they come in here, we talk to them, we give them a quick tour, we show them to their room, we show them where the amenities are. And then we leave a book behind because we know they didn't hear anything that we said, because again, their heads elsewhere. And I totally get that. You know, they come in and it's like anybody else's house. They're wandering the halls at 11 o'clock at night because they can't sleep because they're worried and they're getting a midnight snack of popcorn, you know? It is interesting. And I, I keep, I keep wanting to reiterate this and I wish people could see this. I know that we always say that on the podcast. I wish people could see this. Yeah, <laughs> watching the podcast. I know yeah. every time, but like, no, it really feels like a, like a home. We were in the, the living room and family room and it was just very comfortable, very cozy. And I could totally see somebody, you know, in the middle of the night coming out there and sitting on one of those big comfy chairs and just comforter right yes, with a big cup of coffee now, and just read a book and relax. I'll tell you why it's so comfy. <laughs> It's Lazy Boy Furniture. Nice. Lazy Boy is one of our corporate partners. So we're very fortunate that every year we get a couple of new pieces from them. So when it's, I say it's comfy, it's, I mean, you guys can yeah, see no, around here, right? I'm like, where did you get the maroon <laughs> yeah. one? Because I really it like that. comfy <laughs> furniture. But that's the intention is we want people to feel like they can go find that little nook and cranny. We've got, I pointed out to you, you know, the courtyard, we've got the meditation garden. We have a, a workout facility. So kind of whatever it is, it's going to help you find your Zen space. Yeah, that's what we want. Go get a cup of coffee, hot tea, whatever it is, and and relax a little bit. So how did you first get connected with Ron McDonald House? Well, it's kind of um, serendipitous. It's a big word for a Friday afternoon. Uh, it's all right. Uh, we'll yeah. It. Well, we'll go with it. So um, way back, my mom was involved in the Junior League of Albuquerque. And the Junior League was instrumental in starting this specific Ronald McDonald House chapter. And so, um, that, like I said, we opened in 1982. And at that time, she was very much a Junior Leaguer. And if you're familiar with that, you know what that, everything that goes with that. Um, and so I kind of remember being around for the things starting at that point in time. And then fast forward, I went through life and grew up and whatnot. And the opportunity presented itself a couple of years ago. And it was it just felt like the perfect place for me to be. I told you guys when we were on the tour, I have scoliosis, which is a curvature of the back. And so I spent about four years of my life wearing a back brace of different kinds and doing all these other weird things that we thought would straighten my back out. It ultimately ended up having surgery with rods and whatnot. And so I have a nice long scar and all that stuff. And I didn't have that situation where my family couldn't be there because I was here in Albuquerque. My family was here in Albuquerque. But I, I even know that there was visiting hours and they had to leave. And so I can't even imagine. I, I, I can't. I can't imagine. Um, in fact, my mom used to tell a story when I first, <laughs> they transitioned me off the morphine to the slightly um, less strong drugs. I hallucinated and I got up and went walking around looking for her. 
but I didn't have my body cast on yet, so I wasn't supposed to be walking. Yeah. But I'm fine. I'm walking now. We're good. It all worked out. Yeah. I feel like it all works out in the end. Yeah. You I know. called the doctor. The doctor's like, well, just don't let her do it again. <laughs> this, is your, this is your free one. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, it hurts when I do this. Well, then don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, stay in bed. We're fine. Oh, my goodness. So, obviously, we're in the middle of a COVID situation yes. right now. Yeah. Yeah. However, if we were not in the middle of a COVID yeah. situation and you were taking volunteers, what are some things that people can do at Ronald McDonald House to volunteer? and kind of help you guys out. Excellent question. We thrive on our volunteers. I mean, I, I know everybody says it, but they are the heart of our organization. Um, we had, I think, 16,000 hours of volunteer hours last year. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So we have everything from um, the reception desk that you guys can see there. So come in, answer our phones, answer family questions. You know, they'll ask you, like, where can we go get our kiddos some exercise? Where can we do whatever? So interact with them. We talked about measuring out the laundry soap. If you want to come hang out and do that. We have our guest chef opportunity. So when I say that we provide dinner for our families every night that's volunteers that every single night plan a menu bring the ingredients come in and cook together it's an amazing opportunity to hang out with some of your friends or you know bond with coworkers or whatever plus of course you're feeding a family we also will have people come in and they'll do grab and go burritos so that we can put those over in our family rooms, things like that. And then we have come one and done stuff too. We have a lot of events that we do. We have maintenance stuff. Pretty much if you have an interest, I will find a way to utilize you. We have a wonderful volunteer that she has a green thumb like nobody's business. And I don't know if you notice all the plants around here. She comes and cares for our plants once a week. And she's doing a great job. That's I hear they're 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 there. alive and thriving. That's so. what she does for us. Yeah. So if you have a skill, we will find a way to, to take advantage of it. And then my other question was, um, I'm looking at some plaques behind you. Um, yeah. Again, people can't see them, but I can. <laughs> so what are some of the fundraisers that you guys do during the year? So um, our biggest ones uh, people will be probably be familiar with is our Girls' Night Out, which, um, of course, didn't happen this year. Thank you, Kevin. We um, all need a Girls' Night Out. We all do, right? I need a Girls' Night Out. I am telling you, man. COVID's made it official for everyone at this point. But uh, you want to talk about one that's kind of like in your face because it's all about like getting pampered and getting glitter <laughs> lips and stuff. There's no way that was going to happen. Uh, but that's one that we do every year out at Isleta. It's amazing. It's a night to come hang out with your girlfriends, get get pampered, win stuff, learn how to, I totally lost what it is, but get your hair did, get your nails yeah, did. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, you can see my hips moving right now. If you guys were watching, you're like this and you're yeah, like, it's this? yeah, it's this. Yeah. Do some jazzercise, like all of that. So we had, bow, we had archery one year. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Get free massages, all of this stuff. So that one's amazing. Um, we do a golf tournament every year, uh, which has been hosted at Tanwan for a long, long time. They're great partners for us. And actually, this is one that's still happening, which is great, is we do our Share the Love, Share the Night. It's a t-shirt fundraiser. And we design a new shirt every year. The cost of it's $15, which equates to what we ask families to pay. So you buy a t-shirt, you're paying for the night for a family to stay with us. That is still happening. It's all being done contactless. So you can go onto our website. You can pick which color. We can do V-neck, crew neck. We got kid sizes. It'll get shipped directly to you. And then we also have sponsorship opportunities. So if companies do, you know, like casual Fridays, back when people worked in offices, you know, all of that stuff, we have all of that available. And then we ask people to wear it on our anniversary and send us pictures. And what's your website? Our website is rmhc-nm.org. So it's our initials. All right. Well, we need to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. (music) 
What's Up ABQ is proud to be sponsored by Daisy Sticker Company. Fun stickers and affordable prices. Do you want your business, group, or team on a decal, cup, pop socket, or business card? Just contact Daisy Sticker on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co. And now find them on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. 1. They'll print your artwork or design custom-made artwork for you. Add the promo code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. Daisy Sticker Company, cool stickers and cool prices. Look for them on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co. and now on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. 1. They help bring you What's Up ABQ. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay and Ryan. And we just want to say thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your continued support through COVID through the last year. We know it's been crazy here. It hasn't been easy, but we appreciate you listening nonetheless. And we are trying so hard to bring you the best episodes in Albuquerque throughout this crazy time. So if you have a lead for a super cool local business or entrepreneur or creative thing going on, send them our way. We would love to sit down and talk to them. We can do it via Zoom. We can do it some other way, but we would love to talk. We still want to bring you guys the best and brightest out of Albuquerque. Thanks. Keep listening. And we're back. And today we have with us... Jessica Wright with Ronald McDonald House Charities of New Mexico. And so we've been talking a bit about uh, um, what it's like for families that stay here, what's happening. Where do you want to see this chapter of Ronald McDonald House go in the future? That's a good question, man. So, you know, that's one of the things I talk to our staff and our board a lot, because right now we're just finishing building the second house, which is the first of its kind in the world. So that's kind of cool. Kind of exciting. That's kind of amazing. Good job, Albuquerque. Right? <laughs> it's going to be I'm on. Proud. Well, okay. So let's go down that path for a <laughs> yeah, second. Let's do it. Okay. Because as a native New Mexican, it is over in areas that let's just say have not had the best stuff happen over time, right? Fair. Fair enough? Okay. Fair. So it's all getting cleaned and it's so cool to say we are part of revitalizing that area. And like the pinnacle of it is that we're right there on Route 66. Our RMHC sign is going to be neon because it's on Route 66. Oh my gosh, that's nice. the coolest. Right? I love that. You know, it's so funny. I was actually driving down Route 66, aka Central, aka yeah. Knob Hill, wherever. Right. And there's so many of those like neon signs that you're like, they need to light that thing up again. Yeah. Why is that yeah. off? Let's light it up. I feel like we're ready for that revitalization of yeah. neon. We so. have to get special permission from Global to have it neon. We're like, you don't understand. You are on historic Route 66. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you do this. Okay. You have to do this. Yeah. So there's that whole piece because it's like, oh, how do you top that? But I want to see us continue to grow and provide our services in the state. Um, we don't have a good footprint really outside. You know, the houses are in Albuquerque because that's where the major medical centers are, and that makes sense. But we need to look at some of the other regional hospitals and see what we can do to provide services there. So, you know, when you're in the San Juan Basin and stuff like that, do we need, do we need something up there for the families that are getting treated there that can still get some of the comforts? You know, we talked sure. about the family rooms. We also have a hospitality cart over at Loveless women's hospital. So there's things like that, that I like to see us do. Um, I really want to see us grow our volunteer programs. We have a ton of opportunities, but there's so much more we could offer our families. I'm really excited because just before COVID hit, we had finished a renovation that provided us with our uh, multi-purpose space. And so we're going to start bringing in like, you know, yoga and uh, right. And other, and art therapy and music therapy and stuff like that. So I really want us to broaden what we offer to families and treat the whole self 
instead of, I mean, don't get me wrong. Feeding people, giving them green chili, giving them a place to sleep, getting clean. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> but let's go to the next step and let's allow them the opportunity to either try something they haven't before or things that are a staple that normally help them that they don't have access to right now. Well, I think even just allowing those outlets too, after a long day, being able to come, come home to Ronald McDonald house and say, I am so tense. I just want to go take a yoga class and relax and kind of get my mind in that space where I can relax and try to get a good night's sleep. That's huge. And I can be present for my kiddo again. Right. You know, and then the flip side of it, because I mean, we are a business is it's important to me to be a good employer. And so I'm always looking at what do we do to make sure that, you know, our practices are fair and just and that we're having the conversations that we should be having and that, you know, we're we're welcoming of everyone and that we're somewhere that people are proud to say that they're at and that we're giving our, you know, our staff what they need and taking care of them because it takes its toll. Being here is, you know, we do it because we love it, but it's not easy. I think also you're, you're dealing, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that idea of secondary trauma mm-hmm. is a real thing um, for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you're working in these types of services, it is important to have your employees, you know, be taking care of themselves and, and emphasizing self-care and emphasizing an outlet for them because, you know, it, it does take its toll. And I'm, I'm only speaking from my own experience. Like I was a case manager for many years and it, I mean, if I don't get myself together and go home, right. it's just going to go home with me, you know, no, and it's you're, hard. You're exactly that that very much exists and you know especially with everything that's been going on with the pandemic you know i've given like a couple of mental health days i've told people like look we're looking at what your output is not the hours you're clocking we, we you need to take care of yourself if you're not feeling it then you're not going to do anything else and that's not going to do us any good we're really fortunate we have access through the global organization to rmhcu to online learning stuff and so i've been telling them go explore and they're finding out, you know, how do you better ways to work from home, 10 self-care tips, how do you whatever it may be. I'm like, just go figure out what works for you. And you've got, you've got to, it, it's essential. Go to that yoga people. <laughs> <laughs> so as an administrator, what are some things that you do for self-care? <laughs> You're just going to like hold me accountable, aren't you, man? I appreciate it. <laughs> I try and model the behavior. Um, One of the biggest things for me is I try and be transparent. So I will sit and say, like, as again, you can hear this. And so this week I've been like, sorry, guys, I've got medicine head. I'm not fully functioning. I'm not going to be as present. I'm going to go take a nice long nap. So I think that's part of it. Um, I do my best to manage expectations because I realize the toll it takes on me. And so if I can sit and say like, hey, here's the deal. This is what I have going on. I'm not going to be able to touch that until this point in time. Then it, it eases the burden on me a little bit. Physically, I've been terrible. Let's be honest. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not there and I need to get better about it. But, um, I really, I try and I think the biggest thing for me is to create the space for everybody else to do it. Um, cause then it gives me permission too. So when I sit and go, my brain is fried and I'm going to go sit. I've read the, I reread the entire Harry Potter series. When I was too. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I was like, I got, so why not? So it's like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I think we all are just better humans when we do that. So the biggest thing I do is to try and be hugely transparent about it. And just, they will all tell you probably my favorite word is grace. Cause I'm always saying, give yourself grace, give each other grace. You have no idea what everybody else is facing. So just give yourself grace. Another question here. Yeah. Okay. If, if uh, people are coming in from out of town mm-hmm. and they need to just get out of their head and go somewhere in town. Is there, are there places that you recommend? Pre-COVID? 
pre-COVID. Okay. So we're, again, we're really fortunate. We always get like, um, zoo passes donated to us and stuff. So we'll say, you know, go hang out over there. We're right across the street from, you know, North golf course, great place to go walking. If they're outdoorsy and they're available to do it, then of course we'll tell them to go hit the outdoor stuff. Um, it just kind of depends, you know, I gotta be honest, it's sad cause they're exhausted. You know, so there's, there's not much for them as far as that, but I am happy to give food recommendations, you know, especially if they're looking and where do we go? Then I send them up and down central, go hit Durand anytime. That's right. Always going to take care of you. Yeah. Go get some sweets over at Rude Boys. Like go, you know, I'll, I'm a big person for going local, which I know you're going to be like, hi, hold on. Ronald McDonald house. Here's a little tidbit for you. McDonald's. The state of New Mexico is the only state that all of the McDonald's locations are owned and operated by local people. There are no corporate McDonald's here in town. I have no idea. Right? That's awesome. And we serve green chili, which is, I'm assuming, sourced from local people as well. It is sourced locally, yeah. So when I say local, I mean them too. I mean, I love my McDonald's iced tea. I just have to for lunch. There you go. Thank you very much. You know, guys, this is your pass. This is your guilt-free permission to go to McDonald's in Albuquerque. You're allowed. It's local. (laughs) And then when you're there, you can either put money in the donation box for us, or you can round up your ticket and the money comes to us too. And by the way, every Happy Meal, a penny per Happy Meal comes to us. So, you know, you can help us out. It's all good stuff. My kids don't hear this because this is going to be the end of it. But I always for charity, mom. I always tell people that because I'm like the owners. They're they're in the PTA with you. They're your neighbors. That this is they're not corporate owned here. I know all of them. I know their families. I know. Yeah, it's so when I say that because people assume a lot of things and people, people don't know, people don't know. And if you don't tell them, they don't know. So now, you know, Albuquerque, very much a family business. Yep. Okay. So a question we always ask everyone. Yes. Okay. Uh, It's okay. That's good. She, she did her homework. It's very, very good. Red or green. Depends on what I'm having. When I'm sick, I need a bowl of green chili. I read on like my huevos. I need red. Yeah. Um, but like a, a burrito, like a, you know, a frontier burrito, I need green. All right. And then where are you going to go in town? Not a relative's house for good chili. Durant. Okay. Yeah, that's Which is a solid choice every time. Go-to. That's a great choice. I'm telling you. They're yeah, I don't they know me by name. Yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> they know me by name. They I walk in and they already have guacamole coming to the table. I was gonna say, what's your order when you go to Durant's? Um typically my mom and I used to go at least once a week. Typically if again, if I'm sick, it's just give me a bowl of green chili. Otherwise, um it's chicken enchiladas with green and then we would also share one taco because you just needed a little bit of a taco yeah is is it soft or or is it crunchy crunchy taco and a and a tortilla apparently he's hungry um and a tortilla which is a little better and then we always have to have guacamole oh yeah yeah and then if you're going someplace non-new mexican god forbid right where would it be i love going to breweries and wineries Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite so, of each or? Um, so we love marble. We used to live right up by the Heights marble, which was so dangerous. dangerous. I mean, it, I'll put it to you this way. It was like a $3 Uber ride. Okay. Oh, it was yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to get the slice because slices is right yeah, there. Yeah. Well, now it really falls. Yep. So I love the vibe up there. Um, and then we go over to Casa Virginia to the 1629 club. They've got their bee sting pizza. Have you guys had that? No. Oh, it's pepperoni. And it's not red chili, but it's, you know, spicy. And then honey. 
That is you a guys, thing. right? That is a that is a northern New Mexico thing. I know it is so good. My husband's family, everybody's from Santa Fe, and they'll do the red chili and then they'll drizzle the honey yeah. on top. It's like that sweet and hot, just like smoky and sweet kind of cuts through it. It's perfect. Oh, it's so good. Awesome. I'm telling you, because they've got the oven right outside. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. I know, you're making me hungry. I know, I know, right? <laughs> I gotta go eat that green chili on my desk. I know that sounds super good. So if people wanted to donate, I don't know if you're taking donations because uh, of yeah. COVID. What what do you guys need? What how can they help? So you know we always are we're always looking for donations. A um, couple things, of course, financial is amazing. You can get our website rmhc-nm.org, and then from an in kind standpoint, we have a couple of things. We have an Amazon wish list, so you can search for Ronald McDonald House Charities of New Mexico. We currently have a list for our new Highlands House because I mean we're starting from the ground up, yeah. so we need to buy the salt and the pepper and the <laughs> spreads and all of that stuff. So if you go to our Facebook or our Instagram, we have a gift hero list and you can see that. What's cool about gift hero is I can pull something from Target and something from Amazon and something, you know, wherever it may be. So they're all there. Then ongoing, we're always looking for like uh, travel size toiletries. Right now we have a huge need. Anybody can knit or crochet? Your wife. <laughs> Stephanie, I know you're not listening, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I if you are, yarn at this we point, are okay, you, I will buy the yarn. No, we have, cause we give the lap blankets and the little hats for the little NICU babies. Right. So you can't tell me no now. Sorry, okay, Stephanie. I know you you are so because I've seen it. <laughs> so we're always needing that. Um, and then people, you know, we're, we, um, are regularly looking for like you saw books and, household staples and laundry soap, you know, all of those things, but we'll, we'll take quite a bit. And yeah. can they drop it off here or is there an avenue? Yep, that you can drop it off here. Um, we're doing contact contactless. So you can ring the bell, tell us you're here. And, um, if you want to get a donation form sent to you, we can do that. And what's your physical address? Just Our so they physical know. Physical address is one zero one one Yale Avenue Northeast. We are located, um, really like right on the North golf course. It's the best way to describe it. It really is like across the street. It is. <laughs> yeah. Like there's golf balls in the parking lot. It's right there. Yeah. We're right over by Union Mine Institute. There's also like a giant Ronald McDonald sitting on the, is, in the yeah. front. Like you know he's there. Yeah. You've arrived. If, if you pass the Ronald McDonald bench, <laughs> you've gone too far. Exactly. I'm going to post a picture so you can see. It's right, yeah. right there. Yeah. That's <laughs> why he's there. He's very photogenic. Yeah. He's always really, smiling. He really is. Yeah. yeah. Better, better pictures than the rest of us. So <laughs> <laughs> he's reliable. What's something that you wish people knew uh, about Robin Donald House that maybe maybe they don't? I don't think people fully understand everything we provide and how many families we touch. So we had almost 1,100 families stay with us last year. And I think it, I'd have to go look at my stats, but I want to say it was like 50 different afflictions as to what was going on. And so I don't think they fully understand. Some of them think it's... It's a, you know, like a, a common, you know, everybody's staying in bunk beds in this massive room, or I, I just don't think they get what it is that we do. And so I wish they had an understanding of how much we provide to our families and how the simplest little things mean so much. So when I say, if you have a skill, I will help you figure it out. If you have generosity in your heart, I will figure out how to direct it. I mean that because the littlest things of, hi, here's shampoo and conditioner can bring a mom to tears. I mean, it's just so really it's, it's such an opportunity to, it, it doesn't have to be large amounts or huge efforts to be change the trip. That word's not going to come out, <laughs> change the course of someone's day. We'll do the easier word. Well, 
If nobody has said it lately, I just want to say thank you for everything yeah. that you do in the community. It's thank huge. It's, it's a yeah. big deal. Listeners, if you can donate your time, you can donate items, you can donate monetarily, please consider doing that. Again, we're going to go ahead and let you say how they can get a hold of you so they can do that because it's appreciated and it's needed. Definitely. We, um, we survive because of the support of our amazing community here in New Mexico, and we're very proud of it. You can go to our website, rmhc-nm.org. You can find out about donating to us. You can find out about our Share the Love t-shirts. Those are going on until the beginning of October. Um, you can see our wish list items. You know, if you want to send some salt and pepper over, it goes a long way. We appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Just, you know, thank you guys for the opportunity. It's, it's fun to listen to you, so it's fun to be able to talk to you, too. Thanks. It's been great. Have a great rest of your week, Albuquerque. What's Up ABQ asks you to show some love and to shop our local businesses, Albuquerque. We're proud to support our friends at Mama Bear Candle Company in Gifts, New Mexico, a local business with local crafts located at the intersection of Candelaria and Eubank in the Scottsdale Village Shopping Center, 3107 Eubank Northeast. Mama Bear Candles and Gifts specializes in locally made products handmade by local artisans. If you love candles, Mama Bear has an incredible selection of scents to fill your home with soothing aromas like coffee house, lavender vanilla, and good old New Mexico pine. Bring your pet while you shop. Open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 4 at 3107 Eubank in the Scottsdale Village Shopping Center. You can also order online at mamabearcandlesnm.com and pick up your order at the store. Handcrafted from our home to yours, Mama Bear Candle Company in Gifts, New Mexico is What's Up ABQ. MamaBearCandlesNM.com Hi, I'm Eric Carter-Landine, and you might know me from True Consequences Podcast. And I'm Alex, and you may not know me at all. And And we we are are Dos Dos Pukenos. Join us weekly as we tell you all about the paranormal in New Mexico. We will cover aliens, ghosts, and other weird happenings and phenomena. You can find Dos Pukenos wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Stay spooky, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review Dos Pukenos. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dos Pukenos. Peace! Thanks for listening to this episode of What's Up ABQ, the podcast about all the great things, people, and places in the Duke City. Every week, we introduce you to local businesses and establishments that we hope you'll continue to support during this weird time of social distancing. If you would like to be featured on a future episode, contact us at abqwhatsup at gmail.com or visit whatsupabq.com. What's Up ABQ is part of the Borellas Podcasters Guild and is produced by Ryan Freeman and Lindsay Dominguez with post-production by Paul Nixon at paulnixonvo.com. Support local businesses you hear about on this podcast. Let us know about other ones we should feature and leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening to What's Up ABQ and we'll talk to you next week.